I'm Joshua Roberts of Biz News, and with me today is Mario Stratum, CEO of ALG. Today's topic of conversation is very topical, and it's been topical for a number of years now. The delisting trend, which has ravaged the JSE for almost three or four years now, we republished a superb piece of yours, Marius, earlier this week, which has gained a lot of traction amongst the business community. What I liked about it is the different look at the reasons for the max exodus of companies on the local bus, the usuals being political instability, the rise of private equity and the like. But before we get into all of that, just give us a little bit about your background and the company you lead. All right. My, my background is one of, uh, of stockbroking. Um, I've been an investment analyst for a number of years. Um, insurance uh, was, my, was my speciality, so I, uh, I used to cover the big insurance companies in South Africa uh, with a number of local and uh, international uh, uh, investment banks. Um, prior to that, I worked for insurance companies themselves. Uh, over recent years, uh, I shifted out of the, the stockbroking industry uh, into uh, uh, consulting, um, and then we, we saw the, the, the trend or the writing on the wall um, in 2018, actually prior to 2018, uh, when the European uh, Union regulations changed with regards to research. Um, it, uh, it's called MIFID II, uh, which was introduced at the beginning of 2018, which in essence means that um, a stockbroker cannot be paid for their research through trade anymore. Um, in the past, you, 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 you traded with the brokers who you liked most from a research perspective, and that's how they got paid for that research. But um, in the European Union now, uh, you actually have to write a physical check for each report you receive, each phone call you receive, each uh, meeting uh, you receive from a broker. So you can't receive 10, 15 uh, uh, reports anymore and uh, you know, just pay the best guys, you decide the five you're willing to, to pay for. So we saw the writing on the wall um, and we uh, decided to introduce a different model um, into South Africa. So let's just take a step back now and look at this delisting trend from a global perspective. The number of listed companies are declining all over the world. This isn't a trend unique to solely South Africa. What are the main reasons for this? The coverage is certainly an issue, um, especially for the mid uh, and the small cap stocks. Um, they are not seeing the benefits uh, of being listed if they are not being talked about. Um, if they, they don't have sufficient consensus numbers, if they don't appear on the radar screens uh, of, of, of investors out there. Um, and of course, I guess another trend is the, the increase in passive funds. Um, so if you're, not in, if you're not in the index, um, you're not held. Um, and therefore, again, the, the smaller uh, uh, companies... Um, they're dependent on active uh, investing. And if, uh, if there isn't proper research on them, the, the investor has, a, has to do a great deal of work themselves to better understand these small companies. And, and it's not clear that the, that the, that the benefit uh, is there to do all of this work uh, you know, to hold uh, such small companies. One of the main benefits about being listed is the capital that you raise either from your IPO or thereafter, 
Is the rise of private equity venture capital for these private businesses in order to get financing that much easier that being listed isn't that attractive anymore? I, I certainly would agree with that as, as, as a reason for, for this trend as well. Um, but it's a chicken and egg situation. It's not clear which one is, is, is the driving factor, whether the private equity firms are stepping up to the plate because the traditional investment banks are not doing the job that they used to do in the past, or whether it's the other way around, that the private equity uh, players are, are, are pushing out the investments banks out of the, the smaller space. South Africa completely missed the IPO boom that has recently taken place. As an example, 240 listings on the Australian exchange alone in 2021, hundreds more in the U.S. I stand to be corrected, but from my due diligence, not one new listing on the JSE in 2021. How concerning is this? I think it is, it is particularly concerning, and we have to ask ourselves whether we are, in fact, um, in the right kind of industries in this country and and. Uh, whether you know the right kind of companies, uh, uh, you know, are, are, are growing and and looking for capital, um, you know, a great deal of the listings that we have seen is is, is obviously in, in in more new generation type of industries, tech and and, and green energy etc. Um, and and certainly they, they, there's the potential for for South African companies, um, and there are many uh, South African companies obviously in renewable energy etc. Um, and I think if some of them were to start coming to the market, it, uh, you know, they, could, they could find some resonance. One of the key points you raise is the decline in foreign ownership in JSE-listed businesses. One of BizNews regular contributors, Magnus Haystack, an investment strategist at Brenthurst, has said on numerous occasions that this is one of the most important indicators to watch with regards to sentiment. When we as South Africa invest our money, there's emotion involved. We're matching our liabilities and rands. But the foreigners, there's no emotion, and they're investing purely on the fundamentals. Why is this foreign ownership such an important indicator to watch? The most important reason is that we actually have a natural flaw to, um, to investing in, in the JSE from South African investors. We've got foreign exchange regulations. You can only take so much out that the rest must be invested here. Uh, we've got big investment by BEE uh, uh, parties, uh, which provide uh, support for the market. And then we've got the PIC that um, invests in a great number of, of South African companies. So there's a natural flaw uh, below which uh, the shareholding can't really fall. But what that does is it makes the um, offshore investment so much more important. They really are, most of the time, the marginal buyers who push demand um, for uh, South African companies up or down. So if they have more demand for our companies, the JSE's rating increases. But if they are selling out of the JSE, then the rating decreases. Um, you know, the supply and demand dynamic um, is sometimes as important as the underlying results uh, of these companies. Um, I mean, if you look at the, the PE of the, the, the JSE auction index at the moment, which is, you know, 40% below the FTSE 100, which is depressed in its own right, and, you know, less than half, well, well below half what, what uh, the S&P 500 is, 
Um, and that's not all just due to higher growth expectations. A lot of that is due to simply the demand um, dynamic not, uh, not being conducive for the JSE. We've seen a decline in foreign ownership, but ironically, we've seen a lot of buyouts by foreign players into JSE-listed businesses. DP World's buyout of Imperial comes to mind. Is this indicative, what you've been saying now, that these companies are trading at such cheap multiples that these foreign uh, businesses come in and swoop them up at ridiculously cheap prices? Exactly, and it speaks to the point. I mean, trade buys are, are happening because there's, there's value to be had. But the portfolio flows uh, are not happening because, uh, you know, these, the, these portfolio managers, they spoil for choice. Um, you know, they can, they can send their money anywhere in the world and, and many emerging markets. And, you know, if the, the South African companies don't, you know, pop up front and center for them, you know, they, they, you know they're not going to go look for the South African gems. Um, these gems have to be often thrust in front of them. Analyst coverage was another key point that you raised. Why is sell side, this analyst coverage, so important that has decreased by 30% over the last three years as your piece outlined? It's important, uh, certainly for South African investors, but less so. Um, because the, the South African investors, it's a small market, small community. We, you know, we know the companies on the JSE. Um, you know, we've got direct relationships with those companies. Um, so, so, so we, we, we get to, we get to, to understand um, what's going on with the companies. Uh, we can comfortably invest in them and, 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 and be kept up to date. But the emerging market fund managers, the offshore shareholders, um, they, have, they have, say, a typical uh, EM fund manager has maybe over 1,000 stocks in their universe. But they will only hold 50 or fewer stocks in their fund. So you've got to get from 1,000... Uh, down to that 50. And many South African companies are just simply one of a thousand. Um, you need brokers, and traditionally and historically, brokers would be promoting their research on the JSE companies to these emerging market fund managers. I mean, that's how brokers make their money, right? Uh, they, they write good research, and the EM fund managers trade through them. Um, you know, I used to work for for uh, an international uh, a bank, and we spent as much time on the phone to the emerging market fund managers uh, as we did to the local fund managers. And we spent two, three weeks a year abroad pounding the pavement, going to speak to these EM fund managers and telling them the South African stories. Um, and, you know, often it was on your second or your third roadshow uh, that the fund manager actually took interest and started doing some work. It takes groundwork to create visibility. Um, and if the brokers are not doing that groundwork work for you as a listed company, you have to do it yourself. And that is not that easy. Um, a lot of investment has occurred in investor relations businesses by, by large South African companies. But it, it does not carry as much weight as having, you know, a good amount of analysts covering you and contributing to your consensus numbers, which is often a screening tool that these emerging market fund managers look at first. L lastly, I spoke to fund manager Pitfall Yun yesterday. He's listed businesses himself. 
We were briefly talking on this topic. He says there's no ways you would do it again. It just makes no sense if you're a small to mid-cap business, as you've been saying. Marius, you lay the free for a second. How do we turn this trend around? You find um, different ways of um, promoting research in your stocks. Um, many, many uh, bosses internationally, uh, the Deutsche Boss is a good example. They actually partner with research providers to provide coverage on undercovered segments of, of the market. That certainly is one way uh, of, of doing it. Um, and the JSE, the JSE will well look at, uh, at options like that. Um, you then also, in my opinion, need to find a way of getting the more interesting, exciting uh, companies uh, uh, onto your platform. But you have to offer them more than simply a place to trade uh, the shares. Uh, the, the, these companies must um, find an improved, uh, you know, improved access to, to capital and improved visibility through the listing. Um, and I think, uh, you know, we've got many uh, uh, alternative bosses now as well uh, in South Africa. And I think there, there is going to be a push for, for these, uh, you know, whether it's A2X or Altex or, or some of the others, to help companies increase their, their visibility, um, which will then help them to, to access capital.